I kind of start with what I call the 10-year-old litmus test. Right? <laughs> As you know, I have a daughter. Yes. Uh, Sophia, she's 10. Yeah. Almost 11 now, I guess. And if I can't explain to her in very simple language what it is that we do, then I'm in trouble. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. I'm super pumped, man. Robbie, you and I haven't done done something like this uh, ever, maybe, right? Kind of. So real quick, so I have a really good friend of mine. I'm not going to say old because that will make us look really old or sound really old. Some are older than some. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Robbie Gilry, he is currently the CMO of Engage Talent. It's been like 30, 30 days in. Let's just say 45. 45 days yeah. in. Before that, he was the CMO of Sovalti. And then before that, he was the head of marketing and product for EchoWorks. And before that, AT&T, Bellsap, all that stuff, right? So he's been in the marketing space, product management, all that. Graduate from Georgia Tech. So a lot of good history. And we're going to jump into a topic very quickly on what does it take to be a new CMO? What are the top three or four things that you should be thinking about as as a new CMO? So I'm excited because you're just 40 days in. So you probably have some fresh thoughts and ideas on what is it that your board wants, your CEO wants from you, and how are you thinking about this new role of a CMO in a new company in in a completely different space, right? But before we get there, let's just go back a little bit, man. So way, the way back machine. Way back machine, yeah. time machine. So Robbie and I started a company in what? I don't even remember, man. I think it was 08 or 09. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was it, a while ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. And it was me, Robbie, and Dan, our buddy Dan, Dan Israel. Good old Dan. We should yes. get Dan back in here. Yeah. And it, it was amazing. I was in audit and tech a little bit. At CompuCredit. At CompuCredit. Right. Oh, my goodness. I, I think that company doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> Thanks to me. And then we, then I went to do other things and Pardot and Salesforce and all this. And then you were at EchoWorks at that time, right? I was. I had just, I was maybe a year year and a half in to EchoWorks, yeah. And we used to meet every single Sunday from like 6 a.m., well, like 6.30 or 7 a.m.? Yeah, on a Sunday. On a Sunday, every Sunday for about two and a half years or so, right? Every Sunday, 7 a.m. to 11 or lunch time. And then we would talk about what we were building and we built something. We had outsourced the development to somebody else and and that was happening. But it was something I learned so much. I think the reason I'm in marketing, I owe it to you guys because I think you guys helped me understand. I didn't even know what marketing meant until we started working on that project where we built a website, we did the SEO of it. We did like, you know, how do we how do we get customers? We started to build email lists. All those things, man, that was some really cool time. That was early. That was before all this amazing technology on marketing automation. Yeah. MailChimp barely existed, if they existed at all. 2008, yeah, they, yeah, they probably maybe. just... So there was, a, there was a lot of infancy in our, in our space, and we yeah. were sort of creating it as we go. Yeah. So it was really fun. Fortunately, we couldn't raise the money that we wanted <laughs> to really yep. build the thing out, but I thought it was an awesome idea, yeah. right? Taking a bunch of schedules. That was a problem that I had. We started yes. with a problem, right? And I think that I want to kind of yeah. just pause you there a second, and then I want you to like dive yeah. deep on that. I think that is it, right? Like people focusing on the problem. At that point, I'm not a sports guy. Most people who know me, like I have no idea about what's happening right now. And I am a sports guy. And you are a sports guy, right? And that's what drew us into this idea that, Robbie, I want you to kind of share a lot more detail on it. 
And it was fascinating for me because I'm like, what? This problem exists and nobody's thinking about it. Yeah. And you, you are such a fanatic sports reader and you share all these things. So yeah, you, please share about that. But I wanted to pause there for a second is that if anybody is listening to this in marketing sales or whatever it is, I think focusing on the problem is so key. It energizes. I still get energized thinking about that. That was a big problem that you had and you wanted to make sure it's solved. Yeah. So this problem was very simple. You know, I'm a fan. I grew up in Atlanta, but I, I joke, but it's so true. I actually learned how to speak English watching baseball. <laughs> I moved from India. Yeah. I didn't speak any English. How do I learn and quickly immerse how, myself? What, how old were you? When I you was moved? almost 10 years old. Okay. Yeah, wow. So, so how do I immerse myself in the culture? How do I make friends? Baseball was my answer. Yeah. You know? How do I learn mathematics really quickly? Baseball was the answer. So for me, uh, sports has always been a big part of my life. And the problem was very simple. I'm a fan of baseball. I'm a fan of the Falcons football, yeah. but I'm also a fan across the country. Hockey teams and NBA teams and, and college teams. How do I take yeah. all those different schedules? A little easier now, given all the data aggregation that people do and ESPN does and some right. of the big brands do. But at that time, there was really no one unified platform to take all that sports calendaring yeah. data into one universal calendar, whether you're using an Apple calendar or a Outlook calendar or your own calendar. This is 2008, right? right? At that right, time, there right. wasn't any aggregation of no, any sort. No, no. And that was a very simple problem. And then I think the vision of the you and I built some of that is once we got that data, then we could add you know, a monetized model. Yeah. You could add sponsored listings and various other things. Yeah. And that's sort of how we started. So it's so yeah. funny to look back and think through all the automation we've seen over the last 10 years, almost 10 years, all of the data aggregation capabilities, all these APIs that yeah. exist now that didn't exist then. I remember we, we were doing what? We were basically hired a guy to do scraping. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, he, could, <laughs> he would go and scrape. And we get in trouble on this one now. But yes. we, yeah, we, he was going and scraping ESPN and right. all these different right. sports websites and taking all of those schedules nightly and putting into <laughs> this Excel spreadsheet or something. And yeah. it was populating a, a calendar. Big fancy macro. <laughs> so kind of a dirty secret, but that's what we were doing. Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, that was good. And so we did that for about three years, two, two and a half, yeah. three years. And then we all kind of did our own things and then moved on. And, and now you're, you know, you're running marketing for a startup company. I'm, I'm doing something similar. So what a fun ride, man. It's, it is. It's, it's been, been a, great. So been great. I'm pumped to hear your take on being a newly minted CMO for a startup company. So first, tell us a little bit about Engage Talent, what it is and what uh, space that you, you really are in. And then really get into what does it mean to be a new CML? Because we, we just, I mean, it kind of really aligns with everything we we're talking about. Things are changing so fast yeah. that a CMO, if you are a CMO or want to be CMO like five years ago and a CMO now, it's it, night and day. It is night and day. It is night and day. Things have changed so fast and changing so fast. Right. How do you keep up and what do you focus on? And that's probably my biggest opportunity and challenge at the same time. I'm sure you're in the same boat. As I changed my title on yeah. LinkedIn, you must have gotten 75 calls in the last 40 <laughs> days or so from various people trying to sell me something. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying they're not selling anything interesting, yeah. but do I have the time? If right. all I did was evaluate vendors, that's three jobs. <laughs> so, so how do I balance that and yeah. all the capabilities and technology with really the mission of the company? So before I get there, I just wanted to 30-second elevator yep. pitch on, on engaged talent. You know, what drove me, frankly, was the very humanistic application of AI and machine uh, sort of learning, data science, if you will. I've been in that space for the last few yeah. years. After I left EchoWorks, I've been kind of dabbling in analytics, data science, you know, IoT, sensor data. How do I yeah. take that and actually make something useful, some right. you know, sort of data-driven insights, if you will? Engaged talent for me is uh, interesting because it's a humanistic application to AI. How do you really match up really quality candidates mm -hmm. with really quality companies? 
right? We're at the highest level. That's what we're basically trying and to do. That is a problem. I think every single Everybody company. Has. How has. many people do you know that are in? Excuse my language. Crappy jobs. Yeah. Right. They're they're not fulfilled. Yeah. They're not they're content. And that's what we're trying to solve. We're trying mm. to basically say, look, we have. There's a lot of data available, but if we can take data from businesses, yeah, where the impact candidates work from or work in, and then take data at the market level, mm-hmm. and then take data at the industry level. So if you kind of look at it as as an engineer, you know, my background's yeah. in engineering, so I look at things in concentric circles. If you look at the candidate, the business or the company, the market, and then the industry, there is a lot of data that you can glean a lot of insight. So. You know, what we basically are trying to do is leverage all that data, very simply help the recruiter or the talent acquisition individual decide when is the right time to engage, Mm -hmm. hence the name Engage Talent, the right candidate Mm -hmm. with the right message, right? On a a particular opportunity, on our own platform, through through email. So if I'm going to write you an email, think about it. How many emails do you get where you're like, delete, 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 delete? I've stopped even deleting emails because (laughs) there's that many. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's right. I I have too. You know, I guess Google is helping us with a a lot of that cloud-based email. (laughs) But what we want to do is we want to empower the talent acquisition individual inside of an organization whether you're an enterprise, yeah. you know, with thousands of employees across the globe, or whether you know an independent recruiter who's sort of working on a contingency model, mm. this is the platform for you because you can basically you know go in, find the right candidate, mm. passive candidate, right? That's the key. Most people that we found through our research and a lot of the data that we have been sort of privy to get shows that the most productive candidates aren't the ones that are looking at all. Yeah, not the ones posting their resumes on Indeed or LinkedIn or or ZipRecruiter or whatever. Yeah. Again, they're great, very passive. Great. They're yes, just they're passive. kind of looking around. They're passive. Yeah, I was kind of passive when yeah. I before this. You know, I was yeah. sort of looking, talking to people. And Joe Hanna, who's our CEO, he approached me. We had a good conversation. Did and he approach you through your own platform through, in a way, or how did that affect? He found me through uh, through the platform. <laughs> That's and, interesting. Uh, oh, there's Robbie Glory. Who is this guy? Let's look him up on LinkedIn. Yeah. So there's a place for LinkedIn because LinkedIn has a lot of you know self-reported data. What we're basically doing is taking LinkedIn and kind of adding another level of data capability to it, which is how do I use that individual's profile, find more information about that individual, what his interests are, what motivates him. Now, you know, I'm in my 40s now, no yeah. longer 25 years right. anymore. So what motivates me today is very different than what motivated me yeah. 20 years ago, 10 and, years ago. And also, all the information that you, about every, like, people in general is online, right? Like, what That's you exactly have done right. for the last 20 years That's and right. how, you, how we have evolved as a person and right. what your journey has been and what your likes, dislikes. As you said, all of that information is more readily available right now right. than ever before. That's so right. there's a lot of value. So, so what, as a new CML, like what's, what, what are the top three things on your mind? Are, are there things that you are coming up with? Or is it a, uh, your board and CEO is saying that, hey, Robbie, we want you to be focused on this. How does, how does that roll and how do you think about the new CML? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I, yes, the, you in an, on an island yeah. is never going to work. Yeah. So for me, if you think about kind of, let me take a step back. If you think about what I'm getting myself into, completely new industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been a CMO before, but this is HR and HR tech, talent acquisition. I've never been a recruiter. Yep. I've never been a talent acquisition person inside of a yeah. large enterprise. So how do I really immerse myself? So really three ways. Number one is I kind of start with what I call the 10-year-old litmus test. Right? <laughs> As you know, I have a daughter, yes. uh, Sophia. She's 10, yeah. almost 11 now, I guess. And if I can't explain to her in very simple language what it is that we do, then I'm in trouble, right? Yeah. If I can't really, you know, give her the words and her, she's a smart girl, Yeah. Uh, but how do I really explain it 
in, a, in the context of a 10 year old, yeah. right? And so that's my first test. And so when I was kind of going through even the discovery yeah. and the interview process and talking to our, our, our leadership and the board is, can I explain to myself? Because yeah. if I can explain to myself, yeah. then I can do a pretty good job of explaining it to the market, right? So that's number one. Nice. Number two is um, what I call, you know, just getting immersed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you get immersed very quickly? Sure, you can read, but you know, reading is, is not the same as face-to-face, no right. matter how much digital capability we get as an industry, as a yep. market. So the, it was perfect timing. When I started, literally my fourth day in, first of all, I, I went to the corporate headquarters in Charleston, yeah. South Carolina, which I thought was an interesting story too, yeah. is because you don't expect a really interesting cutting edge company coming from a city like Charleston, yeah. the most beautiful city. It's his, historic city, right, it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think Civil War was started there, not yeah. usual tech company. Right. So that was interesting to yeah. me. And so I went in and literally tried to shut up. And, you know, as you know, it's hard for me to stop talking. And so I just listened. I talked to our SDR team. I talked to our account executives. I talked to our management team. So it wasn't just the, you know, the, the senior leadership, everybody, you know. That's awesome. From, from the, the individual who or the individuals who were literally listening and talking to these customers and prospects on a daily basis, yeah. all the way to the development team who's really thinking through, okay, how do I build that capability or functionality into yeah. the product? So awesome. that's the first four or five days. I literally just sat there and interviewed people, if you want to call it an interview, yeah. just, you know, literally like you and I are doing, yeah. having a you casual just, conversation. Right. right. You're just learning. Then the second week I went, I went to uh, Las Vegas. Mm. Um, the reason I went to Las Vegas is there was SourceCon. SourceCon is a fairly large industry conference. How big is it? About 30, 35 vendors. So it wasn't huge. Yeah. It was enough for me to get in th- two or three days full immersive experience. I mean, that actually is good because if it's too big, too you big. may... I don't know where to go. Yeah, where to go, right? Where to go, in this right? case, you probably had an opportunity to talk to people, sit down with them, have right. coffee, learn, and, right. and remark. I mean, that's a really, really good idea. Yeah. So, so that allowed me to accomplish a handful of things. One is just to get a lay of the land. Yeah. Who these players are. Are they competitors? Are they yeah. potential partners? Are they threat in the future? Yeah. Are they not? We're all, it's a small, incestuous, as you know, yeah. ABM, yes, you may be competing with a Marketo, yeah. but at the same time, you're working with Marketo. Well, we're partnering with them. That's right. All That's right. Things. So it's no different in HR tech. Yeah. So I got a chance to learn that. I got a chance to learn and listen in on some of the speakers. And I just mm. sat passively sort of in the back and just took notes and listened. Yeah. And I got a chance to understand some of the buzzwords and nomenclature mm. and, and some of the language that is used. Um, you know, in the industry. Yeah. Again, we've been CMOs, yeah. different industries, different spaces, but things are different. Yeah. Things are the same, but in a lot of ways, things are very different. Right? You, know, so, you know, this makes me think about like, I know Jim Williams, uh, he was this VP of marketing at Eloqua, and yeah. then he was running marketing for Influtive, and he spoke at a lot of the Flip My Fellow conferences, and now he is the VP or CMO of, of a company called, I think, Blue, Blue Cat. And they are into completely IT services. Okay. And he's been a marketing person and in trying to sell to marketers. Sure. And I was meeting to him in Toronto last week when I was there. And he's like, man, it's a completely different world, right? Like he had to take a like backseat in, yeah. in a way yeah. because yeah. he was selling to marketers for the last 10, 15 years. And he was so comfortable with that that he just knew what to do. And he's like, but here's the thing. Now that he's talking to a completely set of different people that, that he has never talked to before, he's able to figure out that, well, webinars, they suck for marketers because marketers are marketing to themselves and they have 10 webinars all the time. Exactly. He's like, webinars for IT people in IT services is amazing because right. nobody's doing right. it as well. And, right. and so he's able to bring a lot of the same things that he thought will never work into a new industry. So he's getting energized from that. But he also is saying, man, I'm taking a backseat by not being the person 
ahead of everybody talking about our technology. I have to help other people kind of rise up and let them have the talking point because they have way more credibility yes, and yes. authenticity in the process, which I thought was mind-blowing. Well, it's funny. You, you use the word energy or energetic. That's, to me, the third thing. So we've, yeah. talked, about, we've talked about you know immersive platforms like a conference. Yeah. Get a chance to talk to people is energy. Not just because I've had four glasses of iced tea. I'm always like this. You know this. Yeah. And I think... You love what you're doing, Sal. I love what I do. And, the, and I've been in situations, as you know, where yeah. I didn't love what I did. And I couldn't fake it. I'm yeah. not that guy that can <laughs> yeah. fake it. I can't wake, wake up in the morning yeah. at four or five like I do yeah. if I have to somehow fake it. Yeah. Right? Because that just doesn't inspire anybody. So my energy, and I'm a big believer in this, whether it's at home, mm. in my personal life, in my relationship, in my, in my work life, if I can't inspire people with the authenticity and the energy yeah. uh, in just inside my little circle, yeah. how am I going to inspire anybody else outside of that little circle? Right. So energy is to, uh, for me is very important. And the final thing I think that I think aligns really well with the management team, with the board, we're all this way. And I saw I saw something, you know, in my first couple of days in the office, Joe and I talking about a few things. Good job. Meeting. Joe Hanna is our CEO. Okay. We're talking about a few things, you know, plans for 30, 60, 90 day yeah. kind of plan. But I saw Joe do something that I don't think I've seen a CEO do. And it just showed me the kind of servitude leadership that I'm trying to surround myself right, with, right? Right. And I try to be that servitude leader. He, after, the, uh, after a big day, a lot of good calls, we had good opportunities, you know, big day, right? Yeah. He's, I see him taking out the trash, literally. Yeah. Like he was wrapping up the, the trash bag in the kitchen yeah. in our offices in Charleston and just throwing it for the cleaning service folks to come by. Yeah. And that just showed me a Wow. That showed Man, me everything, that's a, right? That's and that's, uh, that to me is servitude leadership. Yeah. Right? So that, I think that's probably the, the last thing I would, you know, kind of add to the first uh, 30, 60, 90 days. Yes, we all have budgets and all the tactics and all the automation, but I didn't, you know, everybody can come in and a lot of people who are probably smarter than me yeah. can come in and talk about all the amazing things and all the tools and the, as I call the shiny coin yeah. syndrome. But I, you know, I really wanted to kind of approach my first uh, few days with, you know, just an open mind and yeah. an opportunity to listen and hopefully share some perspective. That's awesome, man. I love the last part of it. This was uh, this was incredible. All right, so I'm just going to try to summarize this. A lot of good nuggets here. So number one, focus on the problem. If you cannot get passionate about the problem, yes, you, you probably should just stop there. Yes, because if you can't get get excited about it, how are you going to excite anybody? So I think that was really good. You said something that you know really resonated with me, and hopefully resonates with others. Is like thinking in concentric circles because I do that all the time in my brain. I'm always drawing. Okay, what what's common between this A scenario and a B scenario and a yeah. C thing that that helps me really pinpoint exactly what's going on. So right. it's funny you, you said that. Diagrams, yeah. right? it's, you know, I mean, like, uh, and you know this, I mean, my background is not in marketing. Yeah. You know, electrical engineering, mathematics, Georgia Tech. I thought I was going to do, I don't know. Scientist or go PhD yeah. or whatnot. That's yeah. not how my career ended up. Yeah. And, but somehow, you know, you get brainwashed at Georgia Tech. Shout out to Georgia Tech for sure. Georgia Tech, it's, it's awesome, man. <laughs> Then you, you said like the things that you're doing as a CMO and you would advise other people if they're taking, and I think this applies to any new job. Yeah, so if yeah. you're in marketing, sales, yeah. it really doesn't matter. Number one, you know, go and try to explain this to yourself, but also your kid. And I have a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. so I think about it from that perspective, a 10-year-old. So do that litmus test, ask your 10-year-old or share with your 10-year-old. And if they can understand what you're doing, you probably have a pretty good idea of what you're trying to That's get right. into. The, the second point, I think this is the big idea. Uh, hopefully people take a lot of notes and thoughts on this 
is get immersed. And I think you had so many different ways to think about it. One, get into the industry, publications, really, you know, learn all that stuff. That's great. Everybody, I think most probably do does that, right? The second part is that talk to every single person in the company that touches the customer or has understanding about your customer in the market yeah, space. Yeah. So spending time with not just your CEO, but all these people that are frontline managers, frontline salespeople, marketing, I think that can give you wealth of information. And third one, that getting immersed part was go to an industry event, right? Like don't just have a booth and just show up as a marketer, just go to an industry event as a listener, as a consumer and, and get yourself into like, what, what do these people talk about? Get into that happy hour with no agenda. So I, I love, love that. And the final one, man, you nailed this, like having a servitude attitude around uh, leadership. And if everybody can walk into their own leadership opportunities and think about that, I'm not here to change the world. I'm here to help one another person on the team to be better. I think that can change. And, and your CEO, Joe, I'd love to meet him one day. Uh, he was actually here. Uh, he's back in Charleston. He'll be here in a couple of weeks. So I'll make Yeah, let, let's meet up. Yeah. I think that example just speaks a lot about that you're in the right company in the right way. And it's going to just kind of foster the best leadership that every company needs. That's really where it starts. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Robbie, hey, thank you so much, hey, dude. Thank you, man. This is great. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.